Hello and welcome to the Becoming an Anomaly podcast. I am your host, Caitlin. I'm a mindset and business coach helping you reprogram your mind to get out of your own way and create the life you want. Here we talk about all things mindset, manifestation, and business. Tune in weekly for genuine conversations on moving past what's keeping you small, going against the norm, and actualizing what you truly desire. And of course, all of the baggage that comes along with that. Buckle up and get ready to release the conditioning that so many never do. Here's to becoming an anomaly. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the Becoming an Anomaly podcast. I am so excited to be here today. Today, we are going to be talking about how to do things you're afraid of. Because if we're being real, it's hard. (laughs) Your brain is literally designed to get you not to do this. So doing this is a lot easier said than done. So we are gonna dive into it today. Before we get started, quick announcements. I currently have spots open for private one-on-one coaching. If you are wanting to move past your fears and limiting beliefs, finally get out of your own way and start creating the life and business you really want. Let's work together. Three months, you and me, one-on-one coaching. Let's make it happen. Book a sales call at the link in the show notes. We'll get on a call, make sure we're a good fit, get clear on your goals and how we can best work together moving forward. And let's do it. I'm so excited to work with you. So today, how to do things you're afraid of. Like I said, and always say, your brain is designed to keep you safe, right? It wants to keep you as far away from danger as possible. And you'll probably notice this when you're doing things that make you uncomfortable or scared. You feel that like fight or flight coming over you like, oh my God, I need to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) And back in the day, this was really helpful to get us away from bears or lions, or whatever scary thing, like being thrown out of the community and starved or whatever, right? Like our fight or flight kept us safe and continues to keep us safe. Our brains also have that fight or flight response now to just getting outside of our comfort zones, doing something against the norm, doing something different, learning something new, showing up in a new way, going after your goals, changing your life, quitting your job, asking for the raise, starting the business, setting boundaries, going on a date. All of those things get us basically shitting ourselves afraid, which isn't so helpful. (laughs) And now it's not that we're running away scared from bears. Negative emotions are just as scary to our minds. And oftentimes, it's not that you're even afraid of the situation, and hear me out here, but instead of the actual situation, it's how you think that situation will make you feel. And oftentimes, we don't even unpack it that far. We're just like, oh, I don't want to get on stage and talk to a whole bunch of people. Like, what if I mess up or I don't know what to say or I'm not good at that. I'm not good enough. I don't really know what I'm talking about. I'm a fraud. Like we go down that spiral, right? But we don't get clear on like what we're actually afraid of happening. Do you know what I mean? Like what we're actually avoiding. And I know that can be like, okay, Caitlin, you just listed all of the things I'm afraid of happening. But I invite you to actually get specific on what you're afraid of. For example, what specifically are you afraid of starting your own business? What specifically makes you spiral? And then you could say something like, I'm afraid of failing and looking stupid. But I invite you to take that one step further. What is so bad about failing and looking stupid? What are you really afraid of? 
Because really, it's the way we think those things are going to make us feel. We're going to feel shame, embarrassed, unworthy, not good enough. Because if you failed starting your own business without having those emotions, would it really be that bad? If you didn't feel the shame of being judged by others or viewed upon by others while failing. Like if failing didn't have that association of shame with it or fear with it, really fear of the shame, like would it be that bad to try to start your own business, post some content and decide it's not for you? Like, would that really be that bad if we didn't have those negative emotions associated to it? And you can apply this to so many different situations in your life, things that you're afraid of. Like, say, going on a first date, meeting somebody off hinge, right? Like, when you really ask yourself, okay, why am I afraid of this? Be like, well, I'm afraid of saying something stupid, spiraling and being rejected. If it didn't work out with the person that you went on a date with, If you felt no negative emotions associated with that, no emotions of shame with that, would it really be that bad? Because do you want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with you? Do you know what I mean? Uh, No, but you're avoiding not that, but the feelings of shame associated with it. You don't want to feel those emotions, right? Whatever you want to pursue in life right now, like whether that be going to the gym and you don't want to go for the first time and not know what you're doing and look stupid, start asking yourself, like, what are you really afraid of? What is the root of that? And is it shame? Or when you think about eating healthy and then your head automatically thinks, okay, well, like I never follow through with anything. I don't want to do that. I don't want to waste my time when you really continue asking yourself why oftentimes I would argue almost always it comes back to shame you don't want to feel that shame of not being good enough of failing of being rejected of being judged you don't want to feel that shame but I invite you to then ask yourself in avoiding that shame those negative emotions what are you missing out on Are you missing out on the business of your dreams, being that person you always wanted to be, the health you really want, the strength you want, the relationships you want, the authenticity, the confidence, the ambition, the courage? What are you missing out on in avoiding that shame? And I often think of that quote. I really need to look up where these quotes come from because I'm just like quoting people all the time. (laughs) In avoiding failure, you are also avoiding success. And honestly, just like write that down make that your phone screen, put that somewhere, really let that sink in. In avoiding failure, you are also avoiding success. You are also avoiding what you want, right? What you truly want. And it's conditioned into us so early in life to avoid failure. When you think about it, like grades, report cards, promotions, raise, pats on the back. When you get a good report card, getting that pat on the back or the ice cream or whatever, (laughs) getting some sort of validation. And when you don't get a good report card or you get a bad grade or you fail some test or you look stupid in class or ask a wrong question or give a wrong answer, whatever it is, those feelings of shame that are conditioned into us from quote unquote failing, that mindset limits us so much as adults because that is how we learn. That's how we grow. That is how we expand from failing, from falling down, right? I always think of like (laughs) evolution, right? Evolution doesn't happen without hardship and adversity, right? If no organism ever had any external pressure from their environment, evolution wouldn't have 
gotten us here. Do you know what I mean? Like all of those things would have just existed and never evolved. Like if there was no hardship or adversity or thing that they needed to survive through. You can compare that to your life today. If you want to become a more expansive version of you, if you want to learn new things, you have to learn new things. (laughs) Right? And such a huge part of that is going through things that make you uncomfortable, getting outside of your comfort zone and showing up in ways you hadn't before. And you can read and research all you want, but actually showing up and doing the damn thing, that is a different type of learning. And when you think about the version of you that you want to embody, the characteristics and values and priorities, who you want to be and how you want to show up in life. I invite you to first just get clear on that. Like, are you ambitious, courageous? Are you, do you have integrity or what is it? Like, what are those things? And not just like, oh, like, I think the best version of me would be like sipping margaritas in Bali and like working from my computer or whatever. Like, no, I want to know that version of you beneath surface level. What's going on in her head? What does she push herself toward? What is her perspective on health? and strength and wellness. Do you know what I mean? Like really getting clear on those characteristics and how in your life today can you push yourself to expand in that way and really beginning to challenge those old beliefs, narratives, and paradigms that have been holding you back and keeping you small. Like those things that failure is this God awful thing that we need to avoid every day of our lives. Your body's trying to make you believe that failure is like on par with dying. Do you know what I mean? Like it's this visceral fear in our bodies to avoid failure. But failure is just feedback. Failure isn't real. (laughs) I guess failure in the way many of us regard it isn't real. At the end of the day, everything is neutral. We assign meaning, right? Like that's what we try to do every day to keep us safe. We want to categorize things. We want to label things. We want to make things make sense so that we can do better moving forward. But is labeling something as failure, as this shame-filled bad thing and getting us avoiding that, is that really helpful? Is that really keeping us safe? Is that really moving us toward the lives that we want? Or instead, when you quote unquote fail, if you were instead to regard that as learning something new, as getting feedback from your environment so that you can show up differently moving forward, and there was no energy of shame associated with that, wouldn't that be more supportive for you? Wouldn't that be more helpful for you in moving toward that life you want, into moving toward that way of being that you want? And like, if we're just being real, you are really damn resilient and also very intelligent and self-aware and working toward bettering yourself, bettering your life, healing the things that are limiting you. You do hard things. You have done hard things and you can do hard things. And they don't always have to be the super traumatic, negative, shameful thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think beginning to redefine the word hard. And if that word is so like negatively associated in your brain, even just beginning to use the word challenging, you can do challenging things and it can be for your highest good and not in this way that makes you like spiral for months and you think about it for years and it's this huge like toxic negative thing. 
like when you want to show up in a new way or improve your life in some way or shift your life in some way, that being hard doesn't have to mean it's bad. Challenging can be good. Hard can be good. Do you know what I mean? Beginning to shift those associations in your head and redefining them as something that actually supports you can make such a huge difference when you're showing up in new ways in your day-to-day life and pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. So when you really stop and think about it, like how to do things you're afraid of, I think first and foremost, a really helpful perspective to have when like pushing yourself in this direction is embracing the human experience and feeling emotions. We are human. Right. And I think it's helpful to remind yourself of that because I think it's also something we often forget or lose sight of what that really encompasses. Because one of the main things of being human is feeling emotions. And that includes sadness and anger and discomfort and shame. Like those are very human things. And do you know what something else is that's really fucking human that we try to avoid? Messing up messing up. It is so divinely intertwined with being human, but we don't want any part of it. But for me with like my spirituality journey or whatever, like where my head is at right now with the human experience, I think we're here to learn. And if we're not learning, honestly, I feel fucking dead. Like it feels like such a integral part of being alive is learning and messing up goes hand in hand with that. When you look back on your life, the moments you did mess up, thinking about how it impacted you moving forward. And if you were able to do that in a way where you didn't have shame associated with it, think about how liberating that would be, how freeing that would be, how that would impact every facet of your life. If you were no longer afraid to mess up, And again, going back to the beginning of what I was talking about, why we are really afraid of messing up, why we're really afraid of doing something new is because we're avoiding those feelings of shame we have associated to it. If you were no longer afraid of feeling that shame associated to messing up, how would you show up differently in your day-to-day life? What would you go after? What would you pursue? What would you say? What boundaries would you set? How would your life look different? How would your relationships look different? How would you just feel differently in your body if you no longer felt that resistance toward messing up, toward shame, toward being judged. You didn't have that fear response toward shame. Really think about it. And with being afraid of things that we want to do, it first comes back to that avoidance of shame and then also the unpredictability of the future when doing something new. When we do the same thing every day, it's quite easy for us to predict how things will turn out or what might happen or how we can kind of problem solve or fix things as we go because it's very it's very easy for us to predict outcomes. But when doing something new, It's not so easy to predict what might happen and how we might have to show up. But instead of leaning on that old coping mechanism of being like, oh, I need to panic plan and have everything figured out before I even start, which isn't even possible. But instead of relying on that old behavior of needing to have everything figured out, learning to trust yourself, trust that future you. You've got it. You will handle it. You'll figure it out. Learning to trust that instead makes 
all of the difference when doing things that you're afraid of. No matter what happens, knowing that you're resourceful, you're intelligent, you're resilient, you're going to handle it to the best of your abilities it comes. And that's all you can do. You're human, remember? <laughs> you can't expect yourself to be this all-knowing, fearless being. Like we're human, we're doing the best we can and that's enough. Regardless of what's been conditioned into us or we've learned to believe, that's enough. And beginning to teach your body of that, teach your mind and show up for yourself through that. Be on your own team and be like, even if I mess up, like that's fine. I will figure it out. I'm gonna learn something new and show up stronger because of it, more expanded because of it, right? This learning process can be long because it's been so deeply conditioned into us to fear messing up, to fear looking stupid, to avoid those feelings of shame. And recognizing like this is a process of reconditioning your brain, right? Pruning out those old neural synapses and creating new ones that actually support you in showing up in the ways that you want to. That's a process. And I think <laughs> throwing yourself into the fire can actually be helpful. It depends person to person. Like you got to know yourself. Like I know for myself in the past when I would have to like quit jobs or something, there's a lot to unpack here, but I hated doing it as do most people. So I would kind of just have to throw myself into it. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to start speaking and then I have to commit. Like I have to do it. I have to pull through. <laughs> and it reminds me of the five second rule by Mel Robbins to count down from five, like five, four, three, two, one, and just throwing yourself in, doing the damn thing and not giving yourself the opportunity to spiral and talk yourself out of it. I think that that can be very helpful. So even like when you're getting out of bed in the morning and you typically snooze the alarm 18 times, doing this five second rule, counting down from five to one and on zero, just like doing the damn thing, beginning to implement something like that in your day-to-day -day life when you're trying to reinforce new behaviors and beliefs, throwing yourself in, just starting doing anything. Like you don't have to make it so complicated and planned out, just doing something, anything. If you want to start your own business, doing something to actually do it instead of just being stuck in the planning and perfecting and brainstorming phase, start the Instagram, like figure out your name, finalize something, just start do something. Oftentimes when we do this, the next steps, the next moves have a way of showing themselves to you. So I invite you to kind of just throw yourself in. <laughs> and with that, that is the end of today's episode on how to do things you're afraid of. So a quick recap, getting clear on what specifically you're afraid of and being clear if it's an avoidance of the feelings of shame, of those feelings of discomfort really getting clear on what you're afraid of so you can better support yourself through it. Also embracing the human experience and feeling emotions and being able to support yourself through feelings of discomfort, learning to trust yourself, trust that you and six months from now are going to be able to figure it out, right? Like you are resilient, you are intelligent and you are resourceful and you've got this. Lastly, try something out like the five second rule, like just start, throw yourself in, trust that you're going to figure it out and begin reprogramming your mind for that to be the automatic behavior instead of the spiraling and the self-sabotaging thoughts and behaviors that you once relied on. And if you want to dive into this work deeper with me one-on-one, -on -one, if you want to get out of your own way and begin creating 
anything about life and business that you really want, book a sales call at the link in the show notes and let's do it. With that, that is the end of today's episode of the Becoming an Anomaly podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And I will see you here back again next week for next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Becoming an Anomaly podcast. Check out the show notes to find out how you can dive into this work with me one-on-one. And if you've loved today's conversation, screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram stories, tagging me at the Anomaly Coaching Co. so that we can connect. And with that, I'll see you next week for another episode of the Becoming an Anomaly podcast. Mm-hmm.